From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble, coming to you on a beautiful, beautiful fall day. Joined, of course, as always, by the biggest Ranger fan I currently know. He, of course, Sean P. Williams. Sean, good day, sir. Good day. It's that time of year when we all become Ranger fans, right? I mean, they are the first place Texas Rangers. <laughs> the magic number is three. Um, it went from there's no way they will miss the playoffs to I don't think there's any way they can make the playoffs to, you know, the magic number is three and they are the division champs. So what a wild season. What a fun season, though. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Playoff baseball. Playoff baseball is upon us. It's amazing. I mean, it, it, you you get excited about football season, and then all of a sudden, you know, baseball says, don't forget about me. Uh, well, we went into the summer, like, really hyped up on baseball, and they hit that really bad patch. Um, <laughs> and, you know, not only were they losing, but then Max Scherzer went down for the rest of the year, was shut down for the rest of the year. And so it looked like it was going to come to a screeching halt, but, man, it was, you know, young getting back in the lineup. Certainly uh, helps. Seager is just out of his mind playing. And then Simeon, Marcus Simeon hasn't missed a baseball game since 2019. <laughs> it's amazing. It's still crushing. So anyway, big ups, mad props, uh, you know, all I, of those kinds of things to the Rangers. I credit you, Sean Williams. You were there from day one, spring training. You've been wearing your gear almost every day I've seen you. You've been rocking the the big T. So I'll take credit. I will take full credit. You know, I Judge, guess we need to go next year. Judge Williams spring and training. I were in spring training and had a great time. And we talked about trying to make it out again, too. So, uh, yeah, I'll take credit for this. One. Excellent. Excellent. Well, exciting stuff. Thank you for fighting through all you non-sports fans that are listeners. Hey, I, I do want to say one more thing. Uh-huh. You are looking refreshed. You are looking relaxed. You are looking retreated. Um, I don't know. Maybe you got away or got out of town or something like that. I think it was the fresh mountain air, Sean. Yeah, it was fun times for the entire Allen Media crew, most of the Allen Media crew, as we were fortunate enough to take a company respite to Jackson, Wyoming. Pictures are on our social media channels, uh, especially on Instagram. Um, it It was really nice. Yeah, it's a really cool thing that um, our fabulous uh, leaders do for us here at the firm. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity to, um, you know, spend some quality, uh, you know, professional development time uh, working together and then seeing a really cool part of the country that, um, you know, you hear about a lot. You see people talking about taking pictures of buffalo and moose. And but you saw a bear. I, I did. You I saw, saw a bear. A bear. Well, was... I was taking a nap. You saw a bear. <laughs> That's right. I was disappointed because our our creative director Bill Stipp, a former guest of the show, Bill Stipp saw you know sent us this great picture of a bear, and I was kicking myself. And we were heading down the mountain from a hike. Sure enough, there was a you know small black bear cub just munching on some huckleberries. And so, uh, ha- having read about one thousand different uh, wildlife books in the past year, I you know entered into bear protocol sean and so everybody uh so you know got through the experience uh one of our colleagues was a little bit 
uh, trepidatious, let's say, about the... I would have been on the trepidatious team myself. <laughs> but uh, everybody survived, and and including the Bear Cups. So fabulous experience. Thanks all around to our hosts and uh, leaders here at the firm. Well, man, I'm excited because we have got a guest that is a friend of the show, a client of Alamedia, uh, somebody I've known for the last 10 years, Antoine Joyce Roach, Vice President and City Leader at All Stars Project Dallas will be joining us. Um, Antoine is all over the place. He's got a great, um, he's got a great story coming here from New York, um, growing up, um, you know, hip hop, growing up in the entertainment business and entertainment world, which is kind of where he, he evolved his professional career. So I'm really excited about the conversation with Antoine. Yes, super, super energetic guy um, doing big things. Uh, so let's jump in to the interview uh, after we take a quick break. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Stick with us. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, and Sean, we finally got it. We've, we have rolled with the punches, uh, but we are here finally with today's guest. We are so excited to welcome the one, the only, Antoine Joyce Roach, the Vice President and City Leader of the All-Stars Project Dallas. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. I feel I feel like I should have an applause button or something. I don't know. You never know post production. How you know how post production works? You know, maybe yeah, there you go. Because that was beautiful, right? Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'll I'll invoice you. No. Um, uh, now, Antoine, I know you know several of uh, you know our colleagues and our folks up here at Allen Media. But for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Sean. Um, no Sean for this entire time I've been in Dallas. So, um, pleasure to be doing this. Let me see about myself. Let's see. Um, I'll give you the short version, as you already said, my, my title. So people can look that up more. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a Dallasite by way of Brooklyn, New York, you know what I'm saying? So the, uh, the, when I say Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying comes out. I'm sorry, you know the accent hits. Um, so I, I, I'm a, I don't know. I, I, I'm a, I'm a leader, a nonprofit leader who cares about the poor, and partly I care about the poor because I once was poor. I grew up poor. I know poverty very well. I still have family members who are still in the midst of poverty and it it's it's something i'm passionate about in supporting young people who are looking for opportunity in their lives um i've been a part of the all-stars project um my organization that i currently work for since i was 13 years old um and I must say, like, you know, I've met so many different types of people and type of leaders that it expanded my world that, you know, I'm just just a guy who wants to serve. 
and and help people and 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 meet cool people and live and live a good life. You know, say so I think we all deserve a good life. So that's that's a bit about me. I mean, I could brag about a bunch of accolades, but when it gets down to it, I'm a simple guy. I'm married for two years now. You know, I, I like rom coms. You know, like. <laughs> Eat too much popcorn at movie theaters. Well, I'm right there with you on that. So I can't both actually on the Ron Cons and the popcorn. <laughs> um, you know, you, you brought up something. Number one, you being a Brooklyn guy, you didn't talk about one of your kind of hobbies um, and other other interests as a DJ. And so I wanted I, to, you know, yeah. to talk about the, the 50 years anniversary um, of hip hop. You know, I know you grew up literally around some of the most influential artists, some of the founders of hip hop. And so I wanted to, number one, talk a little bit more about some of those people that you grew up around and what it was like, uh, you know, being influenced by some of those legends that you were around. You know, I'm going to share a secret with you that I probably never told you, you know, I'm probably not as cool as everybody think I am. <laughs> I don't believe it. You know, so... You know, again, Bed-Stuy, man, I mean, a lot of hip-hop artists from Bed-Stuy, you know, I I tell you, my love for hip-hop came much later when I was like in my early 20s. Um, and that's because my cousin was a DJ in the clubs and he was DJing with the legendary Grandmaster Flash. Um, my first hip-hop album that I bought, no lie, was MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> which, which was a good one though i mean that, it was, a, it was good it. yeah right it was good i, I mean, was it's, I, it's west coast but still it was but it was that pop dance see i was a dancer back in the day and so i needed music i could dance to and practice to and every track was something i could practice my dance with and i mastered the the the, the um chinese typewriter move you know saying you know with the with the parachute pants man i was fly back then at least i thought i was exactly you got it right so but um you know i looked up to different artists as i got older so i have a moniker on my instagram it's called diddy of development so obviously puff daddy p diddy i met him in 1996 um, I did an interview with him for a magazine um, when we gave him an award, a Fat Fern Award, P Fat, for the All-Stars Project. Um, Craig Mack, you know, just came out. That was dope. And, you know, I, you know, as a dancer, I got to do some music videos with, you know, um, the Lost Boys and... Um, 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 Foxy Brown and Jay-Z. That was probably the highlight of, of of my growing up was like, I'm in the same room with Jay-Z, you know, saying Reasonable Doubt was like, the, was like, oh my God, that's Jay-Z right there. You know? Um, I mean, but other than that, man, you know, hip-hop was just like, it was all over New York. It permeated out of every single young person. So, you know, as much as they was inspirations, other young people was inspirations. And the All-Stars Project, my first program that I joined was the talent shows. And kids were performing every single way, which whatever. And I was like, I got to do that. So, you know, I, I started out as the lackey of the group. I wasn't really on stage. I was there. I was their gopher. I carried their outfits. And then one day I was like, I'm going to be on stage, man. I'm, I'm going to dance to those songs. I'm going to do that move. So that's when my hip hop started. 
Oh, man, I love that. We're going to have to get some of those clips for the show notes, Sean. Maybe we can pop we can some of those in it. there. Let's, let's look for it. Yeah. Go. No, that that's awesome. And, and Antoine, you know, I want to get into, uh, you know, maybe after the break, get into some about what you're doing now with All-Stars Project. But tell me a little bit more about that, you know, your first interaction with the project. You said it was when you were 13. Yeah. So, so again, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, I kind of, you know, went past real fast. You know, I grew up poor, right? Um, not a lot of programs available to young people like myself. Um, you know, we had, um, a program called Paul Robeson and I played basketball. I wasn't very good at it. So, you know, I wasn't picked a lot. Right. Um, my mother just wanted to keep her boys. She had four boys. She wanted to keep us out of trouble. And eventually she found the police athletic league where my brothers went to and got me a job as a camp counselor. But my cousins, they just started dancing. They lived in the projects 15 blocks away from where I lived. And I would go to their shows. And every time I go to their shows, it was electrifying. It was like this energy. It was young people on stage volunteering at every aspect it was just like we were just taking over and you know growing up in late 80s early 90s you know the rap in new york city young people were vagrants they were hoodlums every label you can give to a black young person that's who we were and you started to take on that identity and at the all-stars talent show network we were leaders we were inspiration. We were trendsetters. It was all these positive affirmations that I didn't know then how how much it would shape my life. But at 13, I was looking for something to be a part of. And there was a lot of gangs to be a part of. And I, I've tried. I tried to join gangs. You know, people laugh. But the biggest gang in New York City was called the Decepticons. And I tried to, you know, to join many different factions from them. And everyone was like, no, the gang life is not for you, you know, and I did, I did things. I ain't going to go into detail that I was like, I did that. Doesn't that qualify me? But I, I was looking for something bigger to be a part of. And it was luckily that they said no, but the all-stars kept saying yes to me. So that's why I laid my hat at it. And eventually I became a youth producer, a volunteer, the MC of the talent shows. Again, got on stage to dance and rap. Wasn't good at rap either, but it helped my it helped me be a, a better MC. And, and eventually I learned about production. And that's where my mind was blown. Like producing a talent show, man, <laughs> all that energy gets bottled up into a van, into a storage unit. And then the next Saturday we bring it all out again. And a thousand people will come out and start screaming like, I helped produce this energy. Ooh, man, there's nothing like that feeling. You know, like like Ryan said, we're we're gonna get definitely into the All Stars Project work, but I do wanna just mention, you know, a column that you wrote at the beginning of summer, and you wrote a column for the Dallas Morning News to warn parents about the hidden dangers of the summer slide. And I know school just started, but I really want you to kind of go back and and talk about what you were hoping that people would take away from that piece because that's something hopefully. You know, this time, you know, going into the next summer, people will, will will remember and think about. Yeah. You know, so the kind of go back to what I was talking about with the talent show, what my mother was looking for. Right. She realized that education is one piece of the puzzle. 
life experiences is the other piece. And for many young people who growing up in poverty, again, from my time in, in the early 90s to now in 2023, if you don't have these life experience that shape your development, then you don't excel. I, I remember a friend of a friend of ours, you probably know Regina Nipper. She said something long time ago when I moved to Dallas. She said, how can you teach kids about a giraffe if they've never seen one? I was like, whoa. And that's for a lot of our young people is we talk about economic mobility. We talk about societal achievement and they've never seen what it looks like to be inside of an office building, what it what it means to put on a suit and be respected again, like the talent show. If I didn't have those positive affirmations, I probably would have believed that I was a hoodlum and a vagrant. So what I hope that people got out of that, 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 that article was that young people need positive experiences that shape their lives, that inspire them. And then when they come back to school, not only have they retained, they're like, oh, right, I learned about this thing in that class. Give me more, right? It inspires them to want to be learners, teaches them how to be learners, <laughs> Um, so that's, that's a bit about it. And so I just want to, yeah. You're listening to Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We are just getting heated up with Antoine Joyce Roach from the All-Stars Project. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are talking with our good friend, Antoine Joyce Roach. He is vice president and city leader of All-Stars Project Dallas. You know, Antoine, you talked about your experience, and we talked quite a bit, you know, because it really has been such a big part of your life, All-Stars Project. But uh, some of our folks, again, may not be familiar with All-Stars Project. So uh, for those who aren't, if you could talk about, you know, the organization's mission and also a little bit about your program. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the All-Stars Project is a national organization uh, founded uh, 42 years ago, and we create and run free outside of school development programs. Um, and as you, you probably, you know, we are in our 10th year here in Dallas. So began in, in New York City and expanded across the country. Um, and in 2013, September 2013, we opened up and launched in Dallas, which was a glorious time from for my life. Um, we're privately funded. We have hundreds of ph- philanthropic partners and supporters in Dallas, um, Bank of Texas, EY, Hunt Consolidated, KPMG, RBC Capital Markets. Um, but the important part, our mission, it has to use the developmental power. I'm going to get to that. The developmental power of performance to transform the lives of youth from poor and underserved communities in partnership with some of those caring adults I mentioned above. And it gives everyone a chance to grow. And when we talk about development, 
development occurs when people push themselves to try new things and step out of their comfort zones. When they step out of their comfort zone, they meet new people. And again, those new experiences, as I said earlier, challenges them to learn, create, to build. Um, so we do that through a list of programs. So we talked a lot about the All-Stars Talent Show Network. So that's a core program. We also have the Development School for Youth. It supports young people to learn how to perform in corporate environments, um, but it, it supports them to learn about, you know, resume writing, public speaking, but also, again, stepping out of their comfort zone, learning about different worlds that they haven't been invited into until now, and then creating opportunities for themselves um, with our um, caring adults. And we also have programs that do coaching, partner with the police department. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of work. Yeah, that that's, I love this, this story, Antoine. Now, you know, 10 years ago, I was not the mature, good looking, upstanding gentleman you see on the screen now. Um, but, uh, but I Definitely know good looking. I got it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not for everything else yet, but yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, a lot can change in 10 years. And so I just wanted to ask, you know, what has changed either in regards to your approach, the way the All-Stars Project serves youth or w- what you're seeing, you know, in the field and in the on the landscape uh, in what you do every day? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that question. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's kind of easy to talk about this, but, you know, it has changed everything. Right. <laughs> um it's I see today young people sort of in regression, right? You know, Dallas is an interesting place, you know, and I, I don't like comparing, but it's an observation of in New York, you you could get on a train and bump into different people. You know, you see different cultures very quickly. There's performance all around you. In Dallas, things are so isolated. And that isolation and you add poverty to the isolation, it stifles young people. So then when you added COVID on top of it, I felt like we were on a verge, like the city was on a verge of breaking some new barriers, the college system, the the, the high school education system. And then COVID, it just reversed it all back. Young people now are kind of like, they don't want to step out. They don't want to be seen. You know, they 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 say they're shy, as if it's kind of like I'm going to leave you alone. It's kind of like I I I I I don't want you to be unshy, but I want you to have opportunity, and you have to say hello <laughs> in order to for the opportunity to start. Right? It just um, so I see I, I see a lot of pain in the community as well, a lot of hurt, and also see young people who just say, I want opportunity. At the same time, don't give up on me. So we want opportunity. We may not know where it is, but when we walk into classrooms and we start talking about the work that we do, that in development coaching, you can partner up with a business leader like yourselves. They go, tell me more. And I say, what's your hopes and dreams? They want to be entrepreneurs. They want to be business people. At the end of the day, what they really tell me, they just want to provide for their family. All right. This is Deconstructing Dallas. We are with Antoine Joyce Roach. You know, in our 
work with you, Antoine, I was I was uh, made privy to a study and investigation uh, that was done by researchers at Ryan's alma mater at SMU. There was a research project where um, they studied All Stars Project focus on development as a tool for bringing change to young lives. And, you know, there were 100,000 data points that looked at more than 700 students who were participating. And that research really confirmed that participants in your program, specifically development school for youth, achieved positive growth in each dimension that was assessed. And so I wanted to see if you could tell us a little bit more about the study and also what the results from that study showed you guys at the All-Stars Project. Oh man, the, that study was fun. Well, l- let me let me let me be honest. But you know, the, my my boss probably be like Antoine, really. But you know, in the beginning, it wasn't fun. <laughs> and and let me tell you, why from my from my standpoint, right? We have again. I'm a product of this organization. I've grown in my life. I went from poverty to now owning a home in Dallas to being married, you know, like I understand what development is, but not everybody understands that. So we wanted to take the test that of, of what we do, right? Of, of not, not an education test, not a how many kids graduated high school test, a test of what is development. So we first had to define what development is. So we identified eight dimensions that are the heart of the All Stars Project's model, and some of those are open worldview. And let's be frank, right? Today, we need more open worldview, right? People are yelling at each other for differences over simple points. So our young people are learning like, oh, I have a view and you have a view. How do we come to learn about each other's views together? And I don't have to hate you for it. You know, appreciation confidence we don't rank them but i tell you from our partners at dallas college to disd everyone says our young people lack confidence there's a job out there they won't apply for it there's an opportunity right there they won't walk to it so we help them have confidence we support them in their personal responsibility you agree to do an internship we're going to support you through it and when you fail to show up we're going to say hey this is one of your personal responsibilities that you signed up for. And it grow from that vocational competence, learning what the workforce wants from you. So these are just a few. That's just five of the eight. Um, my favorite one, I would say six, improvisation. Because again, poverty is such a mother. <laughs> and when 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 things fall apart in your life, you have to have an improvisation skill to be like, okay. How do I move? What's the next opportunity? Who do I call to support me instead of just sitting there going, I give up? So those dimensions have been significant in explaining what we do, but also supporting young people to grow, again, to develop. And it's very connected to what the workforce is saying is 21st century workforce skills. Yeah, that's interesting. So, you, you know, looking ahead, uh, I ask you about looking back 10 years, what what do you see uh, and what do you, you know, hope to accomplish and what are you committed to achieving in the next, in the, you know, coming 10 years? You know, there's a very, <laughs> I have a very like self-serving answer to that, which I'm not going to share. <laughs> uh, because truthfully, the, the truth of the matter is, 
all stars. I, I want us to be a part of the solution, right? We're not the solution. I think the self-serving part is I think performance through, you know, is is like a key that everyone should be doing, you know. But I realize there's other methods out there as well. But I really believe that teaching performance and improv is such a great way to support young people and adults growth together. So in the next 10 years, my dream is to get more performance out into the Dallas ecosystem and support, you know, the train we've been on, which is supporting that workforce development path. I really do believe, you know, people ask me all the time, well, New York to Dallas, like, how do you like being a Texan? I go, well, I know about living in Dallas, <laughs> right? But, and they're, they're asking me, well, do you like Texas? I'm like, you know what? Texas and Dallas, Dallas particularly, has all the resources to change the world. It's all right here. We got the institutions, we got the money, we got caring individuals. We just got to put it together. So I, in the next 10 years, I want to see us put that glue together. I want to be the glue that brings education, workforce, performing arts and development all together and support our young people in our city. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, Antoine, I got one more for you. I know you're now the board co-chair of Dallas Truth Racial yeah. Transformation. Um, and, you know, we had our, our mutual friend, Jerry Hawkins, on the show before. And, uh, you know, big fan, love the conversation with him. So can you give us an update on uh, what's the latest with the organization? Oh, man. I, I love DTRHT, so thank you for having Jerry on. Um, we're growing, you know, so uh, if you don't know, now you know. There's a little hip-hop phrase for you. <laughs> um, we have expanded to Fort Worth, so our premier program, the Racial Equity Now program, has its second Fort Worth cohort, and it's going so great. Um, we've expanded our community innovation lab and welcome to our um, already dynamic group of of, um, of leaders of the Connection Multiply 2, um, the SMART Project, the I'm Schools, um, again, with our already wonderful organizations, um, GEM, Leadership ISD, um, MMIW, um, the Mahogany Seat, and many more. Uh, October 25th, put this on your calendar, we're planning for a hip-hop and racial equity symposium. That's going to be dope. Um, and in November, uh, we're going to have our graduations for the um, Dallas and Fort Worth cohort of um, racial equity now. So, um yeah, man, a, a lot going on, man. We're giving away a lot of money as well to these organizations. Over $700,000 we've given in the last five years to these organizations. Um, so, so much more. Jerry is like, I thought I was busy. My man, he be, he be getting busy in the streets. <laughs> uh, Antoine, you know, I feel like I, I might have met you like as soon as you got off the plane back 10 years ago. I mean, you were fresh here in Dallas, and, and you made such a huge difference in these last 10 years. I'm so thankful to have had the opportunity to work with you, man. So so for our listeners who want to know more about you, about, about All Stars Project Dallas, how can they can they find you? Yeah, so um, again, Sean, thank you. Thank you for your mentorship and friendship. You know, 
he would take me around the city, get me on different radio programs and just teach me some things. It was, it was, it was wonderful, man. And so thank you, but you can, y'all can always find me. Just go to the website. Very easy. www.allstars.org. You can find out about our other cities, again, particularly Dallas, the work we're doing here. You can go on social media, on Facebook, on the All Stars Project, Inc., um, which is our national um, page. And we also have All-Stars Project of Dallas. Um, you can find us at All-Stars Project on Instagram. Um, so yeah, find us there and um, find me in the communities. I'm I'm always around. <laughs> hey, Ryan, once once we get Antoine off the line, I, I'll tell you about the our pool, um, our, our little pool game we had at his place a couple years we ago. We are tied, brother. We are tied. So we got to break the tiebreaker. You know, say I gotta go practice. Matter of fact, I will go upstairs and go practice in a second. Okay. You know, this is what we'll do for the rest of my day. <laughs> well, appreciate it, man. Um, and and we we will definitely be seeing you soon. Thank you for all the wonderful work you do. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. Man, really good time with Antoine. I'm excited about the work that they're doing. And really, I feel fortunate to have that as an account that I have an opportunity to work on with he and his team, um, Natalie, Christina, Chris, Gabrielle, um, Dean, the whole crew over there. They're doing great work, and I'm excited to be a part. Yeah, well, th- thanks for your leadership on that. Big thanks to Antoine for for coming on, for his energy and passion. I really enjoyed that interview. So um, go All-Stars. Go All-Stars. Go Ponies, man. Um, SMU, we haven't still hadn't got to really do a deep dive with SMU moving to the ACC. Um, I'd love to kind of really maybe even focus an episode around that. But, hey, you know, got I think you guys have Charlotte coming up. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. They take on the mighty 49ers from Charlotte. The artist formerly known as UNC Charlotte, now just Charlotte. Um I'm not sure, you know, I, I never want to poo-poo anybody in the in the college football realm except for UTCU. But um <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, put that aside for now, but Charlotte, I'm not sure their stadium is um actually up to FBS uh level of capacity yet. So we will um you know, hopefully get a get a nice win this weekend, but never take anything for granted. Let's keep an eye out on that. Um you know, I will <laughs> Do a cursory mention to the Aggies having uh, a nice showing against Auburn last week. So, um, you know, we've we've got some big SEC games coming up. I think next week will be um, the CBS game with Alabama. So, um, and and shout out to Devin A. Chain, over 200 yards in the Miami Dolphins, 70 to 20 win over Sean Payton (laughs) and the Denver Broncos. That's right. That's right. Well, and I did want to take one moment and, uh, yeah, let everybody know I did eat a big slice of humble pie over the weekend and uh, was was grateful for our colleague, Sunny Syed, who is a TCU fan, uh, for being gracious with me. And she didn't uh, give it, you the business, man. She, she, she could she have. Was, she was she took it easy on me. So uh, 
uh, you know, I usually deserve that, but here we are. So thank you, Sana, for your being so gracious. Well, we will um, maybe next time. Hopefully we can also have some good things to say about our playoff um, team in the Dallas Wings. Hopefully, I mean, they got a tough road with um, the mm-hmm. Las Vegas Aces. So hopefully they can grab one on there. So, uh, well, this is Deconstructing Dallas. We are really thankful for our guest, Antoine Joyce Roach. Um, really excited about the work that they are doing. Thankful for our owners, Mary Willie, Jennifer Pascal. Thankful for Deborah Meek, who helps us out, make sure that we are on task. Thankful for the entire Allen Media team. We'll be back very, very soon. We've got a couple of episodes in the tank that I don't want to jinx. Um, so um, just be on the lookout for that. Be ready. This again continues a stellar season that we are having. So continue to share this podcast with your friends, with your family. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. Tell everybody they can find Deconstructing Dallas on all of their podcasting platforms. For Ryan Trimble, this is Sean Williams. We will be back very, very soon. Adios. Adios.